Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to episode 240 of the Not Your Mama's Gamer podcast, a podcast where we talk about living, working, playing in and around the games industry, and we do so from a feminist perspective. My name is Samantha Blackman, and I am an associate professor here at Purdue University in West Lafayette, Indiana, and I am joined tonight by two fabulous guests. Um, first up, we have Cicero Holmes, who is a podcaster, game player, and still the Bruce Wayne of Bricago. How you doing, Cicero? You get those wonderful toys. <laughs> I'm doing great. Thank you very much, Sam, for having me. Uh, Mama, I made it. Not your mama's game cat. <laughs> <laughs> we are also joined tonight by Treandrea Rusworm, who is the professor of fun. <laughs> at usc hey trey hey sam in the sunshine state it was so hot today it was 95 i was like this is not i no! don't think this is this i don't know how it got to be but it was i looked in the my car was like are you, you this is what you wanted this is 90 it's 95 right now um i had on too many layers i need to change up my fashion sensibility in california because it was warm it was warm but eh, i ain't complaining my but the, good. the point of layers, though, Trey, is that you could pull those layers off, though. It's true, but I still had on a long sleeve shirt. So I mm. need layers that get real, real thin, thinner, thinner fabrics, gotcha. breathable fabrics. So I'm I'm going to figure it out. But you moved you. back to California just in time for global warming. That don't seem like it made good sense, Trey. You know, we're all in. We're all in for it. I'm going to ride this. I'm going to ride the sunshine till the wheels fall off. There's all kinds of mixed metaphors in that, but um, you got the black girl sunscreen. Let's go. Get the sunglasses. It's like 65 in the Northeast. So, I mean, we're all in for it. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't that, it wasn't quite that warm in the Midwest, at least in my part of the Midwest, but it was too warm. It was too warm. I mean, I'm from Michigan originally. This time of year, we're supposed to be looking at single digits and below. I'm exactly, I can't hang with this. Give me my cold weather. That's what I need. <laughs> all right, so we're gonna start. Hey, y'all with... bugging. Uh, I, I'm a uh, y'all. We all tropical people. I just got my 23 of me. <laughs> you know, I just want to say, you know what? Like, let the heat keep keep coming, just not too hot. See, okay, yeah. so here's the deal, though. If I could sweat, I would probably be all right with it. 
but like I physically cannot sweat, so I just get instant oh. heat stroke. Mm. Oh, oh, you know why you can't sweat? Because because me and Patrick Ewan are sweating for you, Sam. <laughs> I got I got I, I don't know I don't know if if you know if your listeners know who Patrick Ewan is, but uh, Pat, Patrick Ewan can can start sweating profusely opening a bottle of Sprite. Mm. Um, I too. <laughs> suffer from this from this uh, syndrome so we have we have stolen all of all of that perspiration from you mm. you can keep it though yeah. you can keep it i just give me cold yeah, yeah. weather Ooh, and you can keep you can keep the perspiration you can keep the perspiration i um yeah <laughs> all right yeah. so we're gonna start with our usual though what you playing what you're reading what you're drinking um and then we're gonna have some fun having a conversation um, I'm gonna flip it around this time. Trey, what you playing? Trey, I, I text Trey with this every day. What you playing, <laughs> Trey? <laughs> uh, what am I playing? So I was playing a lot of stuff for class. I'm still playing stuff for class. I think during the school year, I really only play things that show up on the syllabus. But this week we were playing God of War 2018. I have never played the God of War games. And since Cicero says it's a black game, I felt like I needed to play God of War. And I've, it's been a while since Cicero has actually said this, but I finally caught up to playing 2018. So, um, and I can totally see how it's a black game, but more on that later. <laughs> more on that later. Um, so I'm playing that. What else am I playing? You know, I'm not playing anything other than that, but I want to play The Sims. The Sims 4, you know, in this last leg of life has released all kinds of, is releasing a mega update, I think. Mm -hmm. And so they are doing all kinds of um, body enhancements and modifications and just new infants and all kinds of stuff you know and the sims is a broken game like all games but a really broken game so i i have a pact with myself that i cannot play any sims new sims content until it's been out for a couple months and all and they've patched it and repatched it and it sort of works so i'm looking forward to playing the sims in about three months once all this has released <laughs> and then patched and people complain and then it's patched and then it's somewhat functional oh my god so you're so I'm extra try just play it when it, it don't work no it'll break all your stuff <laughs> and all your custom content and you need to you need to modify the sims to play it anyway and so it i need some you know it needs to stabilize before i jump in but i'm gonna hopefully jump in um maybe around sometime after gdc the sims will be right in the world Oh my goodness. Uh, Trey is treating the sins like everyone treats Thanksgiving dinner. Thanksgiving dinner is <laughs> fine, Thanksgiving day. But what you're really looking forward to is the menagerie that is the leftovers yes. a couple of yes. days later after things have had a chance to sit and the juices have, have mixed <laughs> in with all the other pieces of food. And yep. then you go in and you get that. And that is. The best That's part of best. Thanksgiving dinner. That so is true. that is when the Sims is best. I, I need I, I, I need the Sims to have already released two or three expansion packs that I don't have yet. And then by the time I jump in it, you know, these expansion packs are like a year old and they're pretty stable and they work right. as promised. So that's exactly what I'm waiting for, Cicero, for the all the new stuff of the Sims to be a little bit old and more reliable. 
then I can, then I can jump in and be like, Sam, you know, this is actually fire emblem engage. I'm also waiting for that. Not for the same reasons, because I believe it's fully functional, but I'm usually just behind the curve. So I want to play fire emblem engage. Once Sam is completely done with it and has moved on, I'm going to be like, Sam, did you play this game? Cause I'm totally <laughs> going to forget that you played it. And I'm going to be like, like everything else. Amazing. You should play this. And like two years later. And Sam will be like, Trey, I played that when it came out. <laughs> <laughs> that is our everyday conversation that is our everyday conversation trey come up with something came out in 2018 <laughs> they're like did you really look you should play this <laughs> it's new to me right <laughs> yeah so all right sis what about you what you playing uh, so, uh, uh, so you guys can't see the video, but it looks like I'm in, uh, in a hostage room or something like that. So I, I've been away from all my gaming stuff. I'm in an undisclosed location and, uh, in this undisclosed location, I still have access to Marvel snap, um, which if I did have access to gaming stuff, I probably still would be playing Marvel snap, uh, to almost the exclusion of, of everything else. Cause it's just so damn good. Um, you know, it is, uh, it's easy to play. You literally don't have to spend any money on it if you don't want to. There are no ads. Uh, and it is full. If you were ever a fan of Marvel in any capacity in the movies, uh, you know, comic books or any of the television shows in the nineties and two thousands, um, you know, movies, I don't know, you know, um, it, it, there's some version of of what you loved is represented in in this in this game in loving detail and then and they, and they managed to make even characters and and like the most obscure uh characters in the marvel universe hellcat um relevant via via this game where mm-hmm. you get to use these cards and play this card game um against other people and now you can actually play against your friends so uh i'm yeah i'm i'm loving this game i'm loving this game i, uh, I and uh no go ahead yeah go go no i was gonna say they, they they love they love me as well because i you know like i said you don't have to spend a dollar on this game but i spend 15 every month um so so uh you're welcome marvel um and uh yeah i i hate you and i love you yeah yeah i i I usually buy the battle pass i usually buy the battle pass because there's there's like a card you can't get otherwise at least not that month but sometimes they release those those battle pass cards like a couple months down the line excuse me or whatever and and i sit i go on when i like say okay it's time to leave the office and i walk out this room and i shut the door and i go sit in the game room um and turn the tv on but i don't watch tv i just turn off a background noise and then i sit there and i play marvel snap until my phone go dead right <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah uh-huh yep that's that's what my everyday, that's, that's my what everyday got, look like i got my i got my backup battery right here <laughs> just for marvel snap uh-huh. backup battery right here yep I, I feel you. I got the what I got because I got the the MagSafe one. The, I got a purple MagSafe yeah. one that just goes right on the back of my phone. And uh, yeah, 
uh, the Marvel Snap got his hooks in me. I can't even. I can't even deny it. Yeah, yeah. I can't even deny yeah. it. Trey, you need to play Marvel Snap. Nah, but I'll get back to it in about two or three years. <laughs> two, two, three right. years. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know what's funny is I got to it. I feel like I got to it late um, mm-hmm. because uh, it was. You know, I think people really started to discover it back in the early parts of the summer, and I don't. I think I got to it in November. Yeah, that's about when and, I got you know, to like, right I, around I heard, Christmas, I, I, Thanksgiving, yeah. Yeah, tons and tons and tons of people talking about how great it is and what, you know, what's going on. And, and you know, I'm just like, oh, let me see what all these kids talk about. Uh, and, and yeah, now, yeah, he just keeps calling me and calling me and calling me. Um, <laughs> you know, shout out to Chris Rock. Uh, yeah, Marvel Snap is dope. Marvel Snap is dope. You should be one of us, Trey. Mm-hmm. It's been out for a year, Trey. You you safe? You safe to play now? You safe to play? Yeah. Now nah, I got so many things on the list. It's like I tell my students, I can't play everything. I'm gonna end up playing a cross section of things that are relevant to the world, and then the rest are gonna be things I just happened to happened upon, and and then some things that I'm really into, you know. But it's like I can't. I don't know how you can play so many games, Sam. That's always. I don't watch TV, Trey. And I don't, I don't go watch to bed TV at 5 either. o'clock in the afternoon. Well, there you go. I go to bed very early. Um, <laughs> but I don't really watch TV very much. And I mean, I read, I get ready for school, I write. I, I don't know how I can fit it in. I'm trying to get 10,000 steps a day. I can't. If I could play games, there was this dude in my neighborhood who used to read entire novels while walking. Like he would walk and just have a book in his hand. I was like, I would break every limb on my body if I tried to walk the neighborhood while getting exercise and reading at the same time. You can play Marvel Snap while you walk. I'm just saying. Didn't go for that. Yeah, that man got that man got hit by a car though. Just wanted, you know. Hopefully not. He seemed very fit and very well read. <laughs> so. yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, Trey already outed me because I'm playing um Fire Emblem Engage. Trey, you stop playing three houses, you can play Engage. I saw that you started playing three houses again. No, I haven't. I every time I turn on my switch, it says I'm playing that, but it's okay. lying. Mm-hmm. It's lying. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Switch <laughs> on. Uh, so I played, I've been playing a lot of Fire Emblem Engage. Um, I've been on a, um, like a base builder kick lately, like a city builder slash base builder kick. And there was a bunch of, there's been a bunch of demos for like new uh, city builders or base builders or kind of survivally base builder games coming out. So I played a bunch of demos. I played, I had to look, I had to look. Steam World Build. Um, which I am dying to play like the full game of now because I love all the Steam World games. Mm. And this one looks fun. Um, Fabledon, which it Fabledum, which is like a medieval one, but they look like little, they look like little animated hobbits. And I was like, but they're cute. And you can like make them do things. And um one that I didn't know, I didn't know what the heck. I was like, I don't know. This game looks fun, but you gotta play this white redhead dude. Um, and it looks like a cross between a city builder and Fortnite. It's like I am future. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I could play that like long term because I don't want to be playing as a white redhead dude. Um, <laughs> let me customize my character. 
<laughs> they're the, they're red, white redhead dudes are the black black dudes of white dudes. <laughs> they're the black dudes of white dudes. Okay, I got you. That's they're true. Right? Everybody talk about dudes. ginger so bad, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then um, the other one I put black because I just bought it on a whim. I bought it on a whim when I was went to the eShop on uh, Nintendo. It's Mars Base. It had just come out. And it's like a farming simulator on Mars. And and it the, it was on sale for like the launch week window. And it was like $10. I was like, $10? Can't go wrong for $10. Uh, so I've been playing that one. It's actually kind of fun. It's actually kind of fun. It's, it's kind of weird. But it's also kind of fun. Um, so yeah, I've been I've been building stuff. I've been building stuff. I've been in the building kind of mood. Well, that and playing Fire Emblem Engage. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. I've, between building stuff and tactical games, um, that's where I've been lately. I'm building Lego right now. What you building? <laughs> A Ford Bronco. Oh. Okay, will that one get recalled too? Hi. <laughs> oh, have they had recalls lately? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, Ford. Ford. Yeah, is, I'm uh, thinking Lego. I'm like yeah. Lego never makes a mistake. Right. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. Right. Ford. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Ford, yes. Yeah. There you go. <clears throat> uh oh. <laughs> I walked past a big stack of Lego boxes earlier today, and I was like, I need to build some of this. <laughs> <laughs> see there you go you got a multitask so, uh, <laughs> so could, am I allowed to start controversy controversy now or well, at least potential controversy right. now <laughs> so speaking of so games I haven't played but games that I'm really looking forward to playing um, is the very apparently very controversial Hogwarts Legacy Oh, uh, sister bro. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So sister bro. you could be a black person. Yeah. Yeah, but you're giving money to JK Rowling, who's the biggest transphobe on the planet, and happy about but it. But I'm also giving right, but I'm also giving money to a bunch of developers <laughs> and and talented artists that have worked in, incredibly hard. And lovingly on this thing that that a person has created, um, or that that has been created, and is unfortunately attached to this person. Ooh, but you know what, Cicero? They rich. already been paid. Or, but I, but okay. I, I, then, I will not. You and I are never gonna agree on this one. How do, how do you know what their right. contracts are, though? Do they have like royalty type of setups, no. like number of number no. of sales, no. how much money you get? Because no. it is an interesting. Well, it's an it's an important point that games are these super collaborative enterprises where hundreds if not thousands of people work on an endeavor you know work on something and it's even more right. of an expansive crew than like a tv show you know no. might have a pretty big crew or a film might have a pretty big crew <laughs> but in these big like triple a game titles there are thousands of people that are involved quite often and then when you get down to some of the principal talent you know that's voice acting but they're not being paid that way. Capture, et cetera. But they're um, not being paid that way. 
Well, I mean, but but but, do, but can you appreciate the effort and the performances that they put into it? Can, can you enjoy it? I'm look. I'm playing. Can I? No, absolutely not. No, a hundred and ten percent not. Can we think of the work as a as a you know as a as a total project, like the total the totality no. of the project? No, ma'am. That cannot that may be associated <laughs> with the IP of this one problematic person. No, um, I hate to use the Cosby Show as an example, but I don't have to. You know, it's the Blackity Black episode, so I want to bring up the Cosby Show just to say we know you know Bill Cosby, and and we know what Bill Cosby has done and where he's been and and all the problems associated with Cosby uh as a man and potentially as a brand as well um but does that stop me from going back and watching the Cosby show and like critically thinking about it or personally engaging because the Cosby show if I think about my own life trajectory and engagement with medium you know it was such an important show and now does it taint in some way my going back and looking at that yes I cannot unsee what I know about Cosby um post or even pre-Cosby show the whole the sort of totality of his uh his life and and the people that he's impacted negatively but i still cannot separate my own engagement and kind of communal engagement from that property so i sort of bring that up as an example because it's complicated look i'm not a harry potter fan i i I never watched a single movie i always fell asleep on them when i tried um i just don't (laughs) like young adult stuff so this is i don't have i don't have any skin in the game here i don't have any stake in this so that's but I'm just saying it, we're gonna we have problematic and and, and uh, you know dangerous personalities in a lot of ways. But what is the relationship between that person and their art and so, whatever product we have? You know, there's a way of engaging it not only on its own terms because you always engage it in context, in cultural context. Yes, but it's complicated. Okay, so let me say this, Trey. I can see what you're saying to a certain yeah. extent. But that argument about separating the artist from the art, I find to be bullshit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I am or was a Harry Potter fan. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> read all of the read all the books the night they came out. Well, I literally was at our mm-hmm. Barnes and Noble at midnight, standing mm-hmm. in line to get every Harry Potter episode, um, every every Harry Harry the Harry Potter book mm-hmm. at. On release day, actually dressed up and took a group of students with me to see the films every time they came out. Yeah. Every year, did a reading marathon with local school kids to raise money for our local literacy organization. I was a Harry Potter fan. Right. But also, as a queer woman who has Mm -hmm. friends and family members who are trans, who has friends and family members who are Jewish, can I contribute one dime in any way, shape, or form to J.K. Rowling? Fuck no, I cannot. What if you got it for free if you got a code? I still, if I got a code, well, if I got a code, if I got a code, would I play the game? No. You know why? And I will tell you for one, I don't want to engage. I don't want to engage with the, I don't want to engage with the medium Two, If I got a code, if there would be the expectation that I would play it publicly or create some kind of content around it Mm -hmm. and that I'm not going to do. What if you got an illegal copy? 
just sad. Uh, is it? Is no, it an aversion? I still would. It's, an, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, you don't want to be in that world anymore. That no. world building, myth making space of Harry Potter is abject to you. You, you cannot be it. You cannot enjoy any part of the world. No, I can't. Or not you're supporting it financially. I so cannot. When I know that she wishes that my loved ones did not exist. Yeah. Fuck no. Yeah. Never. Right. Yeah. It's tough. So Sam, I'll, I'll ask this. Do you, yeah, do you feel betrayed by the thing that you love? Or do you feel, do you feel betrayed by the creator of the thing that you love? When I think about it, both and, right? Because when you think, when you, when mm-hmm. you, when you inter- really interrogate that thing from the outside, yeah. you can see the manifestations of that hatred in the work itself. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. No. It, you know, I'm not playing Harry Potter because like I said, I, I don't, I don't enjoy Harry Potter as a brand and as a space, the fantasy space. Right. It just is never magic. I don't know what's happening. I just never really <laughs> appealed to me. I like magic. But, but <laughs> I don't like magic, but I take very serious. I mean, like, but, there are a number of things. I'm trying to think of other artists that, that you know, have said things that are hateful, that are, you know, dis- dismissive or hateful of other groups or my own group, groups that I represent. I'm a queer Black woman, you right. know, as well. And and I'm sure J.K. Rowling doesn't want me to exist, you know, like doesn't, whatever. Uh, what I, you know, I'm thinking of art, other artists and and celebrities and athletes, you know, that I just, there is a line that gets crossed and there, how does that, how does that step? It's how does that like, okay, let me think about a favorite team. You know, let's say I'm a, I'm a diehard uh, Lakers fan or Knicks fan or, or Nets fan. We just had all this Kyrie Irving, wherever he goes is going to give somebody some reason um, you know, whatever. Right. That wasn't even right. well, never mind. So does that ruin I may hate that player and hate that my team has that player on their team, but what does does it does it ruin the brand altogether for me? Can I never ever right. be a Nets fan again because they had this this person or Kanye, Kanye, God, Kanye, Kanye's music, right. you know. Oh um gosh. am I never gonna gonna listen to uh what is it? Uh the beautiful dark symphony what's graduation. that album graduation and then the one with beautiful right. dark symphony and um all of the lights that that album is so good but when <laughs> it comes up, when a song right? comes on when a song comes on from it it does mess with me it does it does inhibit me knowing what i know of him now and the way i receive him now in this context does prevent me from enjoying the song in a way that i had before but, it, but can it, you I, buy can you buy future music no, that's the question not. probably not no see that see that's the that's the problem with me yeah. and, and hogwarts legacy right it, 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 it would be it over is, enough is, for me that it I, is I'm it is contributing done. to it is contributing to her wealth you know people are like well she you know she didn't write the she didn't write the script she right. didn't do this she didn't do that but you are building her brand at that point, you are building her brand. And she has already said, ha, 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 you can hate me all you want. You can hate yeah. me because I, I take it all the way to the bank, right? You know, and I mean, just the shit she is like, it's not just that she's like 
secretly transphobic or secretly no, no, no. anti-Semitic. She's unapologetic. She's unapologetic and vocal. Yeah. She is just loud and wrong, right? Tweeting out shit like happy turfmas, right? Transclusionary radical feminists. No, how you gonna do that, right? Yeah, no, no. I mean, so you, you, when you are just loud and wrong on Maine, yeah, and and saying, yeah, I'm gonna take your money. And your money is supporting this shit right here. I mean, literally saying your money is supporting this. How? I can't. See, and, and the financial component is 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 an important sort of uh, complication here. I mean, I think that you think right. of it as building wealth and supporting the brand. I think all of those things are true. Um, I still think that as a critic, as someone who, who studies games and culture, if and I have many, many games to play, uh, see previous conversation, and many, many other topics <laughs> to explore. But if I was working in an area, if I if this was interesting to me critically, I would play it. I think I would play it to be able to talk about the cultural reverberations, to be able to have some nuance and some greater understanding of the game as art and of the game as a thing, which can never be inseparable from its personalities and brands and people that created it. Um, but as I said, I think that that is a complex cultural system, um, game creation. And so so I think that there are probably ways that I could critically engage it. Uh, it, it just is not on my top list of things to do. Mm -hmm. And and maybe mm -hmm. I would try to get it for free so as not to support the finances <laughs> or try to offset that. I don't know, you know, what what I would what I would have to come up with. To... Doing carbon, doing a kind of cultural carbon off uh, offset. Yes. Like I pay $50 right, right. for it's almost. Yeah. Trade, donate I'm money. Donate $120 know. to yeah. something along right. those lines, but be able to, you know, anything I write about, I have to play. So if I was writing about uh, anything related to this, you know, um, trans identity and and games, this this is going to come up. Even I, I'm assuming I, you can't be trans. Can you be trans in, in Hogwarts Legacy? You can. I don't know. Yeah, they I have a trans. trans? Okay, but character. What this is interesting. Okay, this wait. is critically interesting it to is, me. Then it is. You know what? No, it's not. But it's it, it can be shallow it's not garbage, though, Trey. Yes, it can be shallow representation. Have a trans woman named Sir Rona. S i r o n a. Me, somebody's playing around a little bit there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but but the whole hot mess of it. You know, uh, I like broken. I like broken things. I like dysfunctional, yeah. broken, unplayable. Afro Samurai, Afro Samurai Two, Afro Samurai One, totally playable. <laughs> what? Afro Samurai Two, you know, was the glitch. It's the glitchiest game I've ever seen. Right? I like it when there's something interesting going on, and the game was, gives. Was that the one that Elfonic made? As well, I don't know who made it. Did Elfonic make that one? Oh, okay. It was so broken. It was unplayable. So, you know, so so maybe critically, this is interesting, right? I I I could not write it off just as I cannot write off the the, the Cosby show. Um, will I have a a personal enjoyment? Will I buy another Kanye album? Probably not. Probably not. It's probably ruined for me going forward, but would I revisit some of his other work? I mean, I have, it's on my playlist and stuff. It comes up and I feel some kind of way. I feel the discomfort. I don't feel the same nostalgia or engagement that I felt before. Right. But Unbridled I, joy. Right. Yeah, it's it's more, comp it's, you know, it's it's compromised now, but yeah. Yeah. it's still its own thing too, you know? Um, so, I mean, so, right. and, but that's the thing. You, but you, the, you're not contributing. I mean, and, and I mean, I'm, I don't, 
re-engage with any Harry Potter stuff because it's all ruined for me at this mm-hmm. point. Yeah. It's all ruined for me. <clears throat> um, you know, so, I took all so my- even if even if it was even if it was sold, if J.K. Rowling sold it to Warner Brothers, right? So it became, you know, like Lucas is to Star Wars now, right? It's mm-hmm. completely owned by Disney. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So even if it was completely owned by Warner Brothers and all the writers, it, you know, so creatively, she had nothing to do with the series anymore. Would you, do you think you'd still feel that same, you still have that same feeling about the art that you do currently? Probably, honestly, probably. If, (laughs) but if she, if they completely saw the the IP, had no ties to it, and there was no chance of her like making any kind of money directly or indirectly, I mean, no, I don't think I could because I still would know that it was steeped in that same kind of hatred. Mm-hmm. Um, so it would it mm-hmm. wouldn't work for me. It wouldn't I work. Mean, for me. It's kind of it, like what Trey was saying about the music just don't hit the same. Yeah, I feel a right. little queasy sometimes, but I still. But it did. But it right. see the music but you still is listen so to the music. Yeah, because I because I have memories, you know, of the time when I was listening to that. You know, where was I? I was in Chicago. I was in grad school. There's a flood of associations that will always be there. And then the present day me is, you know, critical. It's like this is some, you know, do you know what happens in the future? You know, Marty, (laughs) let me tell you what happens. It's a disaster. Right? Right? The present day me (laughs) is trying to intervene in that, but I can't take away. From the fact that I was there. So if I right. was, you know, steeped in Harry Potter lore and had read the books and enjoyed the movies, I don't know any of them. But if I did, I think I would have a similar kind of complicated association to it, feeling really queasy right. and 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 um rejecting what is now, but still having that history, especially if it were a formidable experience. Like I know, you know, my brother's generation, you know, they grew up on Harry Potter. So they they have right. A lot of fond memories of reading that got that got him into reading actually. Like he yeah. did not want to read, you know, for a long time. But you gave him a Harry Potter book, and then took him to the movies, and he was getting into it. So it's 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 hard to say that you know the the brand you're done with the art, you're done with the cultural life of that. Now the mm-hmm. cultural life is super complicated, right? And we have to wade through, uh, you know, this 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 intolerance, this this bigotry, and you know, wasn't there always problems with whiteness in the Harry Potter world? Like, I just remember um, there were being issues with race too. Oh, there, there, there were with with, with like naming and yeah, and just a really white, weird world. I don't know, magic. I don't know. I don't get it. But you know, (laughs) some of these challenges were always there too, and we are often have to be resistant readers and resistant, um, you know, appropriate culture that's not for us, that was just purposely, right. you know, excluding us. Right. And 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 we still can have a meaningful exchange with it anyhow. Oppositional gaze type of right. stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, I'm glad I, I burst that subject. <laughs> 
But but uh, on on a serious note, um, a lot of the reasons that uh, you know, one of the reasons that that I think Sam, you and I both love Trey the way that we do is her ability to um, articulate exactly what's in your brain in a way that is palatable for the CNN folks. Um, and you know, you can you can see you can see Trey on CNN and MSNBC on 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 occasions if you wake up early. Um, so, but 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 um, yeah, for a, a lot a lot of the things that that Trey said about um, Hogwarts legacy and and um, being able to look at it from a critical perspective are, are many of the reasons that that I'm really looking forward to it. I, you know, uh, am, am older than, than Trey, so it wasn't part of the Harry Potter generation either. Um, I've read one or two of the books. I love the films. Um, and what, you know, what was really intriguing to me was being able to recreate the world of the films is what they were promising. And, and, and the amount of things that they were promising in this game were so fantastic that I, like I I want to see if they were able if they were able to execute them right and that is you know so it's it's not only this morbid curiosity but because of the reviews that are coming back in the reviews so far um, from, like? from the critics that have but they're incredible oh, really? um, IGN gave it a nine yes yes say I want them to hate well, it because uh, movie adaptations are always terrible, right? They're that that's right, so breaking this, yeah, a, so this, a long-standing yeah. tradition of, ad, right. of film adaptations so, being horrible games. <laughs> like it's actually so, a good um, game. Yeah. yeah, so that like so the and the, the amount of things like when you you know you watch some of the developer diaries and they talk about uh, some of the the additions that they were adding to the game and and the you know the ability your abilities. And it just seemed like, oh no! They, I mean, they're trying to do everything in this game. So I want to, I want to play it, right? Like, I don't even know that I care that it's Harry Potter, except for the fact that it is based on a license that I know, right? So that I can look at the Harry Potter Potterness of it all and say, oh yeah, that's like the movie, and that's this, and that, you know, that's. You know, you know, uh, eerily uh, reminiscent of these things that I've seen represented in, in some other medium. But 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 more for me as as a gaming critic is to see how they're able to actually inject all of the things that they're saying that they're going to inject into this game and have it be playable. Mm -hmm. um, and so you know, so like that is where I'm like, all right, I, yeah, I got to check this out. Like, cause it's, this can't possibly work. The way, you know, the way that they're saying that they're, yeah. See, and I, so, I can understand how, how that works in some cases, right? And everybody right. has to draw their line, right? People draw their lines Absolutely. and I draw Woody my, Allen my lines. Films. My right. Woody Allen films, my line has been drawn. Yeah, and right. my, my, my lines right. are different, right? I mean, because there are right. kind of, even on the the kind of theoretical slash philosophical level, as a rhetorician, there are tons of rhetoricians um, who uh, were Nazis, 
Mm-hmm. Right. And I was right. forced to study right. those in order to get a, and, and study those folks in order to get a Ph.D. or read those folks to get a Ph.D. I will not cite. Mm-hmm. I will mm-hmm. not utilize their work in any way in my work because of that, because they were Nazis. Yeah. And that, yeah. that is a choice that I make. Right. <clears throat> um, and right. and I will make ex- I will make extended footnotes in my own work. Yes. I recognize that so and so said this. Right. For for because, you know, otherwise people will say, well, you don't know your work. I know my work. I, I right. refuse to engage this motherfucker because he would he would rather see me dead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. So, I mean, and this again, for for me, J.K. Rowling draws that line. And because J.K. Rowling draws mm-hmm. that line, all of her work and mm-hmm. her her brand and anything that is her IP also draws that line for me. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah. Hey, hey. Well, you know, you is if uh if she bought her her uh her binders from Hobby Lobby and then uh took everybody to lunch at Chick-fil-A, she would have hit the Holy Trinity. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's a good question though, Cicero. Thank you for starting us off that way. We didn't even get to what we're drinking. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. We're way past that. We're way past right. What we're a lot, a lot, right. A lot of people are drinking a lot right now. That's that <laughs> I'm about to start drinking straight out the bottle over here. <laughs> Cicero. <I'm... laughs> right. That's what I do. That's what I do. <laughs> Shout out to Barack Obama. <laughs> <laughs> well, as Trey said, I think we blew past what we drinking. Um, but uh, so, I mean, but that's an interesting one because because I think it'll lead into because Trey does. and I have had kind of had this conversation. It does um, when we were talking about black games in general, right? Um, and that's what we talk mm-hmm. about tonight is black games, um, and. Uh, and so I know that Trey and I have had this uh, this conversation because we you were, said it argument you said it <laughs> you about to say we've had this argument <laughs> <laughs> Trey I want to be telling people we be arguing we, we don't agree we don't agree it's okay <laughs> right that's all right that's all right arguments are okay yeah, right. can be arguments are okay as long as you can still love someone afterwards it's all right <laughs> yeah yeah. Trey and I argue about everything. It's just, it's just the way we right, are. Yeah. It's just the way we are. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but so one of the things we've been thinking about a lot lately uh, is black games. Like what's a black game? Uh, what games qualify mm-hmm. as black games? And I thought about it. I was thinking about this earlier today, Trey. And I was thinking about black games. Like black games that are black in text, context, or in um, the main protagonist. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that kind of kind of better encapsulates in my mind, helps me figure out like things that we've been talking about, like what is a black game? Um, and 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 Trey and I have had this conversation a lot. So Cicero, I'm gonna ask you, um, if we right. start thinking about like as a group, the three of us start thinking right. about um right. what is a, a black game? And and we had we had like throwing thrown out some points that of things that we had been thinking as a group, the the as a group, right? Do black games have to thematically right. address black culture, social issues, or have a particular political orientation? I would also ah. add, do they have to have a black protagonist? 
Um, and um, well, I mean, if 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 the oh oh, you're not done with your question. Go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 no. Go, go ahead. Your question. No, I, mean, I was going to say, well, if they had to have a if they, right, if they had to have a black protagonist, and you know, this this episode will be over real quick. Um, <laughs> Aveline, I got uh, Aveline. Who you got? Right, right, right. right. <laughs> we, we can just do the black um, game draft right now. Let's go ahead and draft. I, I'm taking, right, I'm taking right, Lincoln Clay. Right. I'm taking Lincoln Clay for the black right, game. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's two rounds, and one person won't get a pick. But yeah, it's. Uh, so I guess you know, like if we if we take Mafia Three off the board, right? Because like I'm if you talk about black games, right? well, no, 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 because I mean, that's like that's that's the thing is 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 you know, it's it's like uh, there was there was a uh, a uh, tournament of of restaurants on whose restaurant staff could beat up another restaurant staff, and and. You know, like they took Waffle House out of the out of the, the tournament because y- you know that Waffle House go win, right? Like <laughs> you can't have you can't have you can't have a blackness, you can't have a, a, a tournament of blackness in, in video games and, and and not disqualify Mafia Three because Mafia Three is the blackest video game that's ever created. Um, and you know, if if for no other reason that you you go around and you get to um, eviscerate racists um, in, in 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 amalgamations of of you know Bayou era you know Bayou sixties Americana. Um, it, it like if you if you you know you you add that to the mix and then that's gonna win every time, right? Like that's mm-hmm. that that that's playing with vibranium. Um, mm-hmm. You, you know, uh, the Black Panthers so, DLC, like, wh- right, right, right. Well, yeah, my team over DLC, here, yeah. my right. I mean, you, you try, try. I mean, the Avengers, taking, the Avengers DLC. Yeah, but you taking the quasi right. black. You didn't already took the. Look, the I gotta portable, be in the margins. You didn't already took the handheld, right. the handheld black protagonist. Yep. Now you taking the DLC right. black. I got that. Right, I got, right. I'll take that. I'm building a power team of role players over here. Listen, I'm building a super team of role players. Because <laughs> that's what we got. Um, that's what we got. What else right. you got? Yeah. Well, right, you got, uh, you got a point, though, about, about Mafia 3 being, and I got to agree with you. I'm mad I got to agree with you right now because I'm mad at you about Harry Potter. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even, even a broken clock right twice a day. <laughs> but, Mafia Three has got to be, I would agree, probably one one of the blackest, if not the blackest, video game ever made, right? right. The, I mean, right. yes, the, it, it it has its issues, right? The it has its issues of it in the in the characterization of Lincoln Clay, but I think that if we look at the characterization of other black characters in that game, it definitely makes up for those issues, right? And what you can right. do. As Lincoln Clay, right? She say just walking around eviscerating races. Like the first time you walk into Sammy's, right after it's been taken over, 
Um, I remember the first time I walked into Sammy's, you knew what Sammy's was like, like they running drugs, yeah. they got they got women right. in there that they holding against their will, right. kind of thing. Black women, mm-hmm. right? So we're talking about right. we're talking about sexual servitude, sexual uh enslavement, right? I you walk in exactly. and you know, you you know that in the back of your mind, that's what's going on in this space, but you're like, I'm gonna go in here, I'm gonna get these women and I'm gonna leave. Right. That's what that's what I thought. Right. As I was like, I'm going to go in and get these women. I'm going to leave. I walk in there. Look. And I remember this moment so well. Walk in. Look at that little room to the left. There was a Confederate flag standing on the wall. And the yeah, first oh, thing I hell said, no, was, I'm killing everybody. Nobody <laughs> making it out of here. alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right. like everybody right. died. I'm done. The women coming mm-hmm. with me. Everybody else did. Right. Everybody, well, else. everybody else gone. Right. The, the thing about mm-hmm. Mafia and, Three, and it, and it felt good. It did. It did. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Trey. So, I mean, I always say that Mafia Three allows a kind of a set of fantasies that might have been activated by black exploitation film, where you, because right. it's an action game, and those are at black action films. You have a similar type of agency, you know, and it is in this violent kind of context. Not all black exploitation films are violent, but there are some that are. And so you have this, um, you have that kind of fantasy, like right at the surface that you're able to enact that I think is interesting. But I would, I would throw out that maybe some black devs, game devs, might say that Mafia 3 can't be the blackest game ever because of yeah. its personnel, right? That like you go down the line and you sort of look at who made this game, uh, who was writing it, do, do these things matter? Or who are the decision makers? What What is the, what does the, you know, uh, the, the studio look like? And and how do we get the story and the gameplay that we get? So, well, there were so many is there a lot studios. of black creative energy here? Does that matter? Uh, to, to what extent does personnel matter? When we come, you know, when we're talking about the the game itself, so that's like text, um, context. You said character, but I'm also thinking about authorship, which is, mm-hmm. as we just discussed, a very tricky thing uh, mm-hmm. to pinpoint anyway. But is that an aspiration for how we think about um, black games? Who who is the who are the creatives? So there were black because the, there were yes. there was I, I used to know the number off the top of my head. It was like something between nine and thirteen different mm-hmm. studios that worked on uh, that worked on Mafia Three because they had oh, really? different folks that were doing different things. And I know, mm-hmm. for example, Blind Squirrel, right. Blind Squirrel um, uh, handled all of the side quests. And I actually uh, on oh, wow. NYMG we interviewed um one of the 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 devs that um created a lot of the side quests and he was a young black man um who uh who was from new orleans right and had consulted with his grandfather who was alive during the time that lincoln clay would have been active in Mm. order to kind of build into those side quests right Mm -hmm. so I mean, how much, as you said, how much black energy went into I don't the know. <laughs> I, I don't know. know, but you know, but you know that there was right. Right. right, and I don't have an answer. Yeah, and I, I'm not know. trying to be essentialist right. and say that if you're black, as long as you got like 20 black people working on the game, you're good. Or assume that just being black and working in a space means that you know uh, you you you're you're ideologically black. I don't know if that matters to me. It matters to me, right? It, it doesn't necessarily mean there's no essentialist claim that I'm making here necessarily about mm-hmm. uh, what your blackness brings to a game. Mm-hmm. Um, there 
there are maybe assumptions perhaps, but I'm, I'm not trying to say that you oh, definitely yeah. will bring a particular- Because we, we all know all, all skin folk and kin folk. Right, and we know that right, you know, right. the black community is not a monolith, et cetera, et cetera. But just in right, terms of, of of personnel, of labor, of who gets who who is at the table, who mm-hmm. has agency right. in making a project, uh, you know, we we so would that you're expect not, so that you're not naming that, your one trans character, Sir Rona. <laughs> we we would expect <laughs> that there's greater representation at the creative uh, at the creative helm here. Mm-hmm. Um, so well, but, I, so okay. I, I do want to. I, I, Go ahead. Go ahead, Trey. No, no, no. I was going to go on to a different game, but go ahead, Cicero. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, so I just want to, I want to take a second to, to say that, um, it, you know, in the defense of, of Mafia 3, uh, the head writer was Charles Webb, who's a brother, who's uh, a really, really great, really great guy, and, uh, you know, that I've got to, to break bread with a couple of times. Um, but, but also that, that, this game wouldn't have been made if, especially not in, you know, from that franchise, um, because, it, you know, it was, I mean, it's a complete departure from what the franchise mm-hmm. was in these previous, previous two installments. Um, but yeah, but, you know, so that game wouldn't have been made in that franchise if there wasn't black energy around the game, because we got to play the game, right? And and I think that we, we're all kind of in agreement that as, as messed up as it sounds, there was a level of catharsis in playing as Lincoln Clay and going through that game and, and being able to, to do the things that, you know, that Sam and you were talking about doing, right? Like you, going in and, and going in with one plan and having, having a, a visceral, like instinctive ancestral like primal reaction <laughs> to effigy that was in in that game and felt like the just thing to do mm-hmm. was instead of just removing the people that were there that were in distress was removing the other players that were in that space off the board so that they could not do that again, even though it was all fake, right? Yeah. Like, but that was what you felt like, and you, you know, and you walked out of there feeling like you, like the A one baby face hero, because you did <laughs> all of the right things. It wasn't if you just saved yeah. the women, you yeah. you weren't you weren't completing the task, right? right? And, and- you you know you you. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, no. I was just gonna say it because you, you, when you, the way you said it, you, you said it, you, and it, I, I giggled in the moment because it made sense, right? In terms of it being ancestral, right? So you walk in and you have the text. You know what's there, right? You right. know that women are being right. held in sexual servitude. Right. You walk in in a space where you know women are being held in sexual servitude, and then you see a Confederate flag, and that adds. Right a level of mm-hmm. understanding and right. history and the right. ancestors speak to you in that moment right. and tell you if right. you don't kill everybody in that space, you will never sleep peacefully again. <laughs> right. Well, right. <laughs> right. And, 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 you know, and so like, so the, so the reason that I really, I, I come back to mafia three and, and give it its props, um, 
and you know forever should we sing its praises is because a white person could go through the exact same thing and come to a different conclusion mm-hmm. and walk out of it and sleep peacefully mm-hmm. right like that that's the reason that you had to do what you had to do was because of who you were and where you came from. And that game understood that and gave you the space to, to live out that version of the fantasy that was necessary for you. And I think that that doesn't happen unless there is black energy talking about that those types of things when they're designing the game when they're you know in the creation process Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah 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 and look i like to always say that i made the decision to give cassandra all the districts in the whole game because (laughs) i felt (laughs) as a black man in that time i wasn't trusting those other bosses i'm really supposed to trust that you're not going to turn on me and so i gave it all to my girl they were pissed (laughs) they will not support you in those final missions if you're undermining the other bosses and so that's what i did i said cassandra you get everything and I wanted to play right. as Cassandra, but I mean, we can't have everything. We can't have everything we wanted, but I really, yeah. really love to yeah. have her. Now, look, to continue our draft, um, and so in mm-hmm. that case, Mafia 3 really resonates with folks as a Black game because of its content. Mm-hmm. Its content, its right. authorship to a degree, and its reception, right? Reception is how is it received? Who's a critical mass for it? And I remember, I seem to remember it not maybe not doing as well commercially as it was projected. No, it didn't do well at all. Right. And, right. and of course, being no. slammed by a lot of the internet trolls and racists, just not wanting to right. play a game that type of that game for that franchise with the black mm-hmm. protagonist refusing. Right. And because he wasn't um you know gta they they you know there was still fallback but there but san andreas you know still hit all the benchmarks but i think it be, it's because it enables a white fantasy of blackness that's what you know the gta right. games tend to do um mm-hmm. that is easily co-optable right it's easily like you could you could right. be uh, uh you could be a, a, a black gang member in gta and that seems like the appropriate placement but you can't be this potentially uh revolutional revolutionary like you know wh- whatever lincoln clay represents is too strong of a subversion mm-hmm. for 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 mainstream audiences so i i get it right. uh but what about death loop i haven't played death loop we're playing it next week in one of my classes um and i from what i saw of death loop i liked it i liked the voice acting a lot and um right. the art style but it makes me nauseous as a as a too fast of a first person shooter it makes me a little bit dizzy um but death loop might be a black game just putting that out there uh and, and is, we got to talk about it, the walking dead yes yeah, right. so, <laughs> in terms of characterization in terms of characterization might be it's got black characters as right, a lead so let's, play as one. let's 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 put a pin in in the walking dead because yeah yes. we got to talk about that that's more complicated but, but death loop so, so Deathloop is. I, I wonder if Deathloop is a black game or if it's a post-racial mm. game with a black protagonist. It has um, two black protagonists because it's it's very so it's very stylized mm-hmm. and it mm-hmm. almost feels like hmm, 
it it feels like seventies retro meets you know meets like you know like alternate future twenty mm-hmm. thirties right like that's kind of what it feels like and and so I feel like sometimes when things happen when when something needs to be cool mm-hmm. and it's if it's cool in the seventies it's a black dude with an afro with 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 some flared out jeans right, right? some bell bottoms. Right. Yeah. Right. And and he's just and he's just cool, baby. And that, that right? brown leather and, jacket and, that everybody's uncle had in the, in, in right. the pictures when you look through the frame. Exactly. The, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, and and, you know, I don't know if that is right. So I don't know if that is an effigy of blackness or if, an, if it's an effigy of coolness or if that's the same. Right. Like or if, if, if that's if, if those are are, are synonyms. Right. Because I. I, I I guess I can say that really in culture, I was going to say in American culture, but in culture, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cool comes from, you know, in, in nine times out of 10, you know, the originators of whatever is cool is, is someone with lots of melanin. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, like, I, I feel like they were going for a, I feel like they were go- they were going for a certain affectation from a certain time period for mm-hmm. like how they were going to design their characters mm-hmm. and and you know their aesthetic and that if they were going to be authentic to that time period and they wanted the protagonist to be you know cool and and he's always got really quirky things to say then then the characterization of that character had to be black right like if they were if they were thinking about all of the things that they were doing it would have felt inauthentic if the character wasn't black mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i think um yeah. or at is least I, I at least i feel like i can make that argument is it set in the 70s i don't, I don't even know it's not it's not set in the 70s but the but it feels like the characters came from like they like their their mannerisms and style came from the seventies mm-hmm. to wherever this like alternate future is, right? Mm-hmm. This right, 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 right. Punk, Bioshock, yeah. you know, type That's of That's what future, I was gonna say. It's like is. it's like seventies steampunk, right? I'm is that right. They've, they've taken they've taken the time period, the aesthetic of the time period and transported it to a future time. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I Well, I reserve judgment because I haven't seen enough of the game. I've only played maybe 30 minutes before I got dizzy. But what I did enjoy, <laughs> it's just too fat. I don't know what it is. Something mm-hmm. about the camera. I, mean, I could try to yeah. slow down the camera. That might help. But what I did find interesting was the dialogue between the two the two lead actors because you have the actor that you're mm-hmm. playing, and then you also have a black woman who's trying to sabotage you. I think you know, right. and and you have to keep playing the same day and the same missions over and over again until you get it just right. right. So it was compelling to me because of their interactions. I felt like there was a real good chemistry between those two actors. And 
Mm -hmm. I don't remember how how much uh, blackness is called out explicitly in the game, if that happened at all. Like, you know, hey, I'm I'm black man, you're a black woman. I don't know how much, how self-conscious the work is about hey, it. Blackness right. At the character level, I don't know. Uh, so that's that's sort of a right. question. But, mm -hmm. you know, co-opting black cool and using it, you know, in the in, in various mediums is just a thing. It's like the it's like Morpheus in the Matrix, you know, Morpheus mm -hmm. makes right. the whole right. the whole thing. The, the, all the leather black and you know wearing black leather and this and that that black cool has been co-opted and co-optable and, and, and sort of you know recycled in a variety of of media contexts mm -hmm. so that ness that wasn't necessarily off-putting to me but i am intrigued by the fact that you the repetition right the repetition of like death and life and usually it's not life right it's a repetition of black death uh that you have right. in life period uh in, in, right. in non-gaming world and so i wanted to see if anything interesting was happening with that you know the the, the way right. you die and die again it's a very self-conscious cycle of death uh and, and i wonder you know what is the cultural significance of that so I, i'm kind of intrigued i'm drafting it i'm drafting death loop over here and also okay. the, the walking dead that's what i got on my list right oh yeah 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 so uh I mean, The Walking Dead is is uh, uh, you know to, to be clear to people, um, The Walking Dead. We're talking about the Telltale Walking mm -hmm. Dead series, mm -hmm. but but primarily the first game. Yeah, gotta uh, be all of them. Part one, right? Um, and uh, what a, what an interesting game because the performances were fantastic, right? Um, so you know you got Dave Fenoy playing the 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 lead the lead uh protagonist I, I can't remember his name uh Lee Everett what was, Lee, Lee Everett. Everett yeah Lee mm -hmm. Everett you know who's who's a professor who was charged with with killing his wife right he's like the only black dude in here he winds up finding Clementine who who is a biracial girl who you know uh so often by her family yeah um and and you know, so he becomes her father figure, but he is like, he's the only, you know, black person and, and really honestly, the only positive, uh, you know, just a full straight on positive adult that, that is mm -hmm. uh, amongst their group uh, during the course of their adventures. Um, but the entire time during the course of the game, you're not sure if he's a, a murderer. He, you know, you find him in the back of a police car where you know we first get him, he's on his being transported to jail yeah. um, mm -hmm. for for killing his wife. But it, he doesn't like it doesn't seem to fit, but you never get you never get clarity on that. And mm -hmm. there's no resolution to to what what actually transpired with that. And that sends a message uh, about blackness. Whether they you know whether they were conscious of it or not, mm -hmm. um, it definitely sends a message about blackness. Um, right. when, you know, even, even the, even the character that is the, the most likable is also irredeemable because he is a murderer of humans as opposed to just a, a killer of zombies. zombies. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, and, and, you know, and then the, the portrayal, the portrayal, uh, the voice acting by Dave Fennell was incredible. Um, and, you know, I think what was a shame was that the fact that, that Clem, this little black girl, yeah. was portrayed by, by a white woman. 
mm-hmm. and you know where, when they could have easily found found uh, uh, a black woman to to, to play that yeah. role. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I digress. Yeah, well, I, it's precisely because of Clementine that I think the whole series has to be black. You know, I whether or not, again, this is a question of the creative talent. So that extends, of course, to the performances and the voice actors. And so, and then the constant online debates about Clementine's race, you know, when early on she was always called, this is a, a story about a Af- young African-American girl. Now, she, you look at the photograph of her father and her mother in episode one, and you see that she see appears to have a Black father and arguably appears to have a Black woman, like a light-skinned kind of Steph Curry type of Black woman right, mother. Right, right. She can also yeah. be Asian. People have speculated that yeah. maybe she has a mixed-race heritage. But either way, right. uh, by, by by those by that by those uh by those stats she would be considered black in america um and so right. you know she'd be considered black in a lot of contexts mm-hmm. um and, and so they and so so because of that i would say it extends beyond the first season uh which is lee you know has lee in it and um and then you know how interesting is the story going forward you know we put a lot of qualifiers on this question of representation of the character like because it seems like there are a lot of games and characters we wouldn't claim the black community would say i don't claim that one i don't want that one you know right. <laughs> or, or I, I, I got I one know. i would like to for disqualify you get you can disqualify but but then but then it gets down to you know how do these representations land how are they how are they received you know mm-hmm. do they seem culturally right. uh politically socially you know resonate with us Uh um and so i think that's a lot that first of all i I feel like you know the bird art always has this burden of representation to be able to uh appeal to you know its intended audiences and, and 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 more and and so you know it's a slippery slope to to sort of say okay you know clementine's not black enough or this is not black this is politically not black enough it's hard. It's a hard question to answer. Mm-hmm. I would count Walking Dead as a black game because of its characterizations, uh, because of its themes, okay. because of the history of zombie narratives um, yeah. being b- about blackness, anyhow, or yeah, fear starting of with the blackness. Night of the Living Dead, right? Even before Night of the Living Dead, you know, the, just the cultural and religious context mm. uh, from which Ooh. zombies, yeah, from from which zombies, um, you know, uh, come to the popular popular realm. Yeah. But there, but the but the popular versions are always that the zombies are terrifying right and that's mm-hmm. not they're violent and terrifying this violent terrifying others mm-hmm. um or an extension of white supremacy as in night of the living dead right that mm-hmm. that's the the lynch mob and the zombies are all both are all white and they mm-hmm. kill you know the only black person in the whole film at the end <laughs> i just got that movie this this past week so yeah. i just uh just rewatched it so but, but because of the zombie co- context because of of clementine's race even though the voice actor is not black um i do think that's unfortunate and a complicating factor and and contributes to the kind of multiracial pluralist view of clementine i think where she can sort of be 
you know, where 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 there's often a racially ambiguous character. So it, it, with in the hope right. that it won't alienate or have to be too specific, you know, and say, okay, uh, this is just a brown person. I don't know. You yeah. know, I don't really know what's happening here with the with everything. This is just a brown person. You can map on your uh, you know, preferred uh ethnic or racial, you know, uh, heritage onto this this character. Mm-hmm. But I think, yeah, and, and I and I haven't thought enough about all the episodes of The Walking Dead because it's a long series. And then later, Clementine yeah. becomes um, the paternal, you know, not the paternal, but the maternal figure for AJ, who's yeah. definitely black. a young black, a young and, black boy. And yeah, they drew absolutely. The characterization, the character art of AJ, kind of bothers me in a way because he's supposed to be like six or seven, mm-hmm. and he looks like a little short teenager. I mean, like they really came <laughs> right. out with the right. mature representation of this little black boy. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, however you you know, depending on how you play the game, he's like a hardened sadist. He can be a hardened sadist in in that space. Or, you know, he can be somewhat empathetic and uh, sensitive, but they really, really did something weird, I feel like, with his age and his, his um, the way he looks. But but definitely there's another central Black character that you know, I think he's in episode, like two or three of the episodes. So, mm-hmm. so okay. it's about Black well, children. I want to go back to season one, though, before we go past that, because I think that, yeah, to go back to, to what Cicero said, right, when you talk about the optics, right, the first time you see Lee is in the back of a police car, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, and mm-hmm. the fact that he's a professor that 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 he comes from a kind of well-established uh southern family um his parents are or at least one of his parents is a pharmacist they own a pharmacy um uh isn't his brother a doctor yeah yeah they're black they're coming from yeah like firmly upper middle class right so all of these things that would make him quote-unquote acceptable are Mm -hmm. are things that you learn later along the line but the first thing you see is that image of black criminality yes right and also from the 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 fact is is that like all this time is that you know that that finding and being the paternal figure for clementine is part of his redemption arc but his redemption yes. arc ends with his death mm-hmm. and she has to kill right. him i mean becomes a zombie right. and it's an act of empathy for her to even you can either kill him or let him become stay a zombie forever, be yes. kind of stuck in that purgatory. Yes. Or you can be empathetic and shoot him in the head. I critique this in gaming representation. I mean, that's that's that was my that was my stance on it. That you create all this empathy. This this is about the limits of racial empathy. You mm-hmm. create these two characters. You put them together. You show how black paternity can be this beautiful thing. You know, this positive, and then you shoot him in the head. Thing, and then you turn him into a zombie, <laughs> and she has to shoot him in the head. Yeah. And that's yeah. the way right. forward. So I'm very critical of that whole storyline. It doesn't make it any less of a black game to me. It just makes it a part of 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 a. It, it makes it less, you know, interesting, less potent, less radical, less right. subversive than it should be. Because you had a chance here to do to go all the way, go all the way. You're here, you know, you're right there with something really uh, resistant kind of culturally. Mm-hmm. And then and then and then you give us that, you know, path and that ending uh, mm-hmm. for I wanted to see Lee and Clementine go on. Why can't they be together for the for the 
you know, and in the context of all the dystopias where the black characters are the first to die or, you know, the last of us, right. you just go ahead and annihilate every person of color in that holes, that, that franchise, um, any, right. or, 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 or let the infected get them or whatever, you know, um, right. you, you have a chance to do something different with the stories that you're telling. So you might as well go the distance. That's how mm -hmm. I felt about the, well, about and, the and, and that is, that is the difference between Mafia 3 and The Walking Dead, I think, you know, in having Black energy in the room. Mm -hmm. There was no Black energy in the room and, and when, you know, for Telltale. Um, what there was, was a lot of well-meaning white energy in the room because they didn't have to create that story. Mm -hmm. they, they intentionally created the story that they did choosing the characters that they did. Um, and, and, and I, and I want to believe that they had all of the best of intentions uh, in doing so. And, and I, you know, and I think for the most part, they were wildly successful with that. Um, but I think the, the critiques that we have, and I think that they're, they're, they're definitely on point critiques. Um, these are critiques that could have been brought up in the mm -hmm. creative process but they but but couldn't because there was no one there to think about those perspectives right um yeah, and no, you know and that's you know that's the difference that's the difference in in, in black energy mm -hmm. there's they, you know all they need yeah. is just to continue to to put creative talent around that project critical creative talent around that project right. And look, my email address is russworm at usc.edu. <laughs> if you think yeah. you could use some critical insight before you release a game and you realize you were right. being well-meaning and well-intentioned and you might have some interesting things going on there with diverse representation, shoot me an email. Yeah. Let me read the script. Let's have a conversation right. just to make sure that, you know, and it's, it doesn't mean it's going to be perfect. doesn't mean it's going to be right. But, but just to make sure yeah. that at least this type of symbolism is in check right mm -hmm. that because we already know right. how a lot of stuff ends for black folk especially in the sci-fi realm science fiction zombie right. narratives right. that are into the world apocalyptic narratives right. it doesn't end well there's no space for you as a, as right. a black person trying to right. survive the apocalypse um now again <laughs> clementine and and aj seem to survive i don't have a firm grasp on what happens at the end of season four but i'm pretty sure that both of them are still alive even though like i said you might turn aj into a sadist uh and they're kind of hardened hardened by their experiences so you know i think the totality of the of the of the franchise has to be thought about uh but you can have that critical component that you add to your work and mm -hmm. just make sure that right. it's it's going in that direction there mm -hmm. are plenty of people out well, there who give you that feedback yeah i'll, I'll 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 add an addendum to what Trade said. You know, if you if you uh, are well-meaning and you you're looking around and and doesn't see like if everyone seems to kind of look like you or someone in your family, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, contact contact Trey. And then after you after you contact Trey, contact another person, right? Like yeah, exactly. So exactly. I, I talk to I talk to people. I talk to people about, you know, oh, you know, the, the white people is like, oh, the, you know, well-meaning white people. Like, hey, do you have any black friends? Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. Jamal. No, I said friends with, a, with an S, right? Like, you can't yeah. just have one, right? You can't just have the token. 
you have to you have to have at least at least two, preferably three. I was gonna right? say like, you have to have me and Trey because we will argue. Okay, now right. we all got jobs. Yeah, right, <laughs> right, we, right. Jobs. we will argue. Um, right, Prefer- preferably three. Um, you know, but, but I mean, but that's, but, but, you know, but the point, the point is, it really is that even when you are out there trying to do the work, because it, because there is a portion of the work that we can't do as, as black folks, right? That, that, you know, like our message, our message can't get through to everyone because if it could, then we wouldn't be in the situation that we're in now, right? Like we wouldn't be having this conversation right now um so so there is a level of of importance that you have to put on on the allies right because the allies can talk to the opposition um in 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 ways that we can't so if if they're going to be well-meaning allies we've got to utilize them but in order for them to be properly utilized they have to you know they have to refer to the source and they can't just go they can't just go to one spigot. They got to go to a couple of spigots, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and get and get some of the get some of that water of knowledge from 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 different from different fountains, and then bring that together. And then you know, and then you'll get a a a more holistic representation of of whatever it is that you're trying to represent. Um, I want to bring I want to bring a couple of games that are uh, that are kind of. Wait, wait, before you mention the other games, uh, right. I think we okay, just okay. created yeah. the Black People Playtesting Group, the Black Playtesters, a.k.a. the Black Playtesters, <laughs> who, who yes. you get a quorum of people and you get them to yes. give this kind of Even I would say, uh, no, I, I would say black. even before that, I think, I think before we go playtesting, it would have to be Black Consulting because that yeah, consulting. is something yeah. that needs to happen from before right. it's a playable demo. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. for it to play a demo, but we will we'll yeah. take both because at least the PlayStation stage you right. can be like, play test stage you can be like, wait a minute, last rights, last <laughs> right, minute right, right. here, <laughs> right. still not right. <laughs> right. That yeah. hot sauce you said past the hot sauce is Frank's. No, 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 that ain't hot sauce. <laughs> Frank's is hot. Look, uh, Frank's is you got to have multiple hot sauces. Frank's is what I call <laughs> table hot sauce. So you got to have the Frank's wing sauce. You huh? only really need Frank's. That's wing sauce. Really? 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 So if you got, so all right, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We, gonna, we, <laughs> we might, we might, we might need to have, we might need to have some black playtesters right now. So if you got some collard greens, right? So you got a, you got a collard greens. You put some greens on, on the, on the table, right? And someone, someone put their greens on the plate, and they're like, "Hey, I want hot sauce." And you give them Frank's, they're gonna be, they're gonna be good with that. I'm not gonna get them Frank's. I'm gonna give That's them vinegar. The hot sauce you can... I'm gonna give them Frank's. All right, so so I'm I'm getting you, yeah, I'm getting Louisiana. I'm getting uh, you know, I'm getting you know, whatever the Tabasco, you know, whatever the whatever the hot sauce is my grandfather got. Hey, my grandfather didn't have no Frank's. Don't um, sleep on them. It's vinegar know. peppers. You got the little bottle of vinegar with the peppers. Yeah, in. yeah, yeah. There that's, you go. Yeah, that's for right. greens. Um, that's for greens. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, but yeah, I, like I, I, ain't, I ain't putting Frank. I ain't putting Frank. I ain't putting Frank on my mac and cheese neither. So um, what you know. what hot sauce what you, you putting put on your mac and cheese? I got different. I got different hot sauce for different food. What you what you putting on your mac and cheese? 
Uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm either putting on Tabasco or or I'm gonna do. I might I might get bougie. I might do like some truffle hot sauce or something like that. Sriracha. Um, you know. No, not sriracha. Yeah, uh, sriracha is for sriracha is for Asian food. Sriracha is for Asian food. You can put sriracha. Right. No, you can put sriracha on on some fried chicken. Yeah. On fried mm-hmm. chicken, I'm sorry. On fried chicken, I'm putting. You can put some sriracha and macaroni and cheese too. It is no. good. No. Yes. Okay. No. We know so, I can't cook, but I still stand by that. <laughs> I stand by it. Oh my god! <laughs> See, yeah, black people are not a monolith. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> especially when it comes to cooking. Um, right. So, so what? What I will say. So, two names that. Uh, that I that I think I'll pull out of left field. One one has already been mentioned um, as okay. as black as black games. Uh, yeah, aforementioned God of War twenty eighteen. Yeah. Um, and um, you know, like that that story we, when you talk about black paternity um, and and you know and the, and the beauty of of, of the, the paternal. Uh, Paternal uh, work and, and and you know um, just uh, relationship between you know a father and a child. Ooh, uh, that's a, that's that, gonna be an that intersectional. Uh, that's gonna be an intersectional uh, analysis right here because you read it as right, yes. of black paternity. But go ahead. Right. Well. So. So. Um, so there. So to me. It, so I know that these guys wrote the wrote the game right because the guys who wrote the game were fans of the of the previous series mm-hmm. and and you know and they played the games when they were younger and now they're older and they're adults and they have kids and that was part of why they they developed the the game the way that they did and the people that did that were white um, but the character right and. Um, the way the the character interacts with the world, and more importantly, the way the world interacts with the character, is uniquely black, mm-hmm. right? Is mm-hmm. is is uniquely that of an outsider, where In he terms is of the always themes. right, and yeah, where he is he is constantly having to justify where he is and why he's there. Mm-hmm. As he is, as he is trying to teach his son the ways of the world, and and ex- both protect him from and get him ready for the dangers of the world. Um, yes, I and, see and 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 that you know, while it was completely unintentioned. That was, I mean, that is a that is a black man story. That is a black father story. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, so, uh, yeah, so I, I think God of War is an incredibly uh, strong black black game. Um, the other game that I, that I want to mention, and it's not so much that the game is, but there are portions of the game that are, and that is Red Dead Redemption Two. What? Now, okay, that threw me for a yeah. whoop you I'm there yeah, with you exactly. on the, I'm clapping right. for you on God of War and making the case right. that you right. have, especially because of the voice acting, the motion capture artists, right. because of that, and then because of this 
the the themes that are that you know he's this outcast in a way and they're always messing with him and i don't know all of it i mean i've only played a little fraction of it so far but i totally get that i'm there and then you said Red, Red Dead Redemption Two. Wait, but before we go to Red Dead, I have played. I have played. Wait, wait, but wait, 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 wait. Before we go to Red Dead Redemption Two, okay, I want to talk about God of War because Cicero. Okay. What? I don't know about Ragnarok. I don't know about the new one, but two thousand. No, no, no. I'm yeah, talking about two thousand. I'm talking about twenty eighteen. I'm talking about twenty eighteen here. Okay. So. Right. I think we're on the same page, but we're taking a different path to get there, Cicero. With with okay. God of War, okay, because you you mentioned it as the beauty of Black paternity, and I think about it in terms of the problem of toxic Black masculinity. But I think they're the same mm. thing, and I'm gonna tell you yes. why I think they're the same. Yes. Thing. I agree. Go ahead. Because what I see in Kratos in 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 2018 is him moving through his own kind of identity, his own kind of idea and identity as a black father to get to a point where he needs to be that nurturing parent that can prepare his son for the future, right? Because there's so much that has happened in his world and in his understanding of fatherhood and masculinity that prevents him from being the parent that he needs to be after the death of his wife he has profound post-traumatic stress i mean that's oh yeah 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 right and he and he finds the incentive to try to work through that enough to be there for his his kid Mm -hmm. who I'm worried might become a sociopath. I mean, I was very early in the game. Well, well, I'm like, what's going to happen with this kid? He's already giving me some weird vibes. And I don't know what's going to happen to him. But, you know, Kratos needs to get it together enough to parent this child. Which we might, like we might have to have a come to Jesus moment with Trey after she finishes right. the day, sister. <laughs> it seems like he's trying to get there, though. Yeah. So, right. What's up so with this, little, this kid? I'll, I'll, I'm not sure. <laughs> so I'll, I'll explain a couple of things about me. I've got two sons. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my oldest will be 33 this year. My youngest turned 26 this year. Um, both black men. My oldest is six foot four. Mm. My youngest is six foot seven. Um, My my ex-wife, when we got married, she had a kidney disease that was supposed to be fatal. And we weren't sure when it was going to happen. So for long periods of time during the course of our marriage, one of my recurring nightmares was the fact that she would be gone one day and I'd be left to raise these boys. Um, and, and, you know, and so knowing that reality, it was, it was something or knowing that possibility made, made me have to prepare for that eventuality, that potential eventuality. Um, so, and, you know, and, you know, so any, anyone who's listening right now, that is, that is the, the, um, the, uh, parents of young children. Um, know this nightmare, right? So the first 18 months of being a parent 
is the recurring nightmare of living vicariously through some other parent's tragedy, right? Is a kid falls out of a window or something like that. And now you're immediately transporting yourself into what would, ha- what would that be like if it was my child? And you're going through that stress, right? Like you're putting yourself through that, that, that trauma. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it's like the first 18 months of your, your first, your first kid, right? Guaranteed to happen all the time. Um, well, well, unfortunately, when you're thinking about your spouse and you're doing that kind of stuff, you do some of the same kind of thing. Um, and so that was something that I, that I had gone through. But the other part that, you know, so like, so, so the, the, the journey and the story that Kratos was going through at the beginning of this game was something that I immediately resonated with, right? It was something that, that, you know, uh, uh, immediately was something that I could bring myself back to from my own past. Um, the other part of that is toxic max- masculinity is of course, you know, yes, right? Like we're, we're, we're men. And, you know, a thing that I explained to uh, parents of young boys or, or pubescent boys, is that girls are easier than pubescent girls are easier than pubescent boys because for the entirety of their life girls have been told to embrace their emotions right you know you you hurt yourself you cry you do you know you, you feel those emotions so even when you get this flood of emotions during puberty you may not necessarily know where they're coming from, but you've already been conditioned to to deal with that, right? To deal with, uh, you know, some spouts of anger or to embrace when you're like intensely sad and you don't really know where it came from, but you know how to ride that wave. Boys, conversely, are taught to shun those emotions, right? You know, yes, anger, sure, embrace that, but you know, but also stunt that because you're not supposed to fight, you're not supposed to do any other kind of stuff. But you, you know, you can't cry, you can't do any of those things. So when a, a boy gets reaches puberty, he's got all of these emotions, and he like he, he is powerless to to push to stamp them down. And now he's got to deal with them, but he has not been he has not been built. Or, or conditioned with the tools mm. to to ride those waves out. Mm-hmm. So it is it is just it is just a, 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 a just like a tsunami of of things that they can't control. And and so you know so when I talk to parents that are you know that have young boys, like you, you just got to be patient. They don't know why they're angry. They really don't. They don't know they're gonna be angry. And they're gonna be jerks, but they like they just can't help themselves. Um, and part of being an adult black man who survives through through adulthood is is like dealing with puberty again, because there are you know there are microaggressions, there are actual aggressions. There are, you know, there are all sorts of things that are happening in life where, uh, you know, not only do you have to justify where you are, why you're doing these things, what's going on, but you also have to manage your emotions when 
everything in your brain tells you that you should be able to feel the way that you feel inside externally, but you can't. Mm-hmm. And then you've got to figure out a way to deal with that energy. Mm-hmm. But when you see your kids and you see your uh, specifically your sons, right, your black sons, you also have to teach them first. Like the first thing you need to teach them is how to deal with the part that they that isn't fair, right? Deal with the part that isn't fair. Deal with the 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 fact that people are going to fuck with you. And even though the logical thing is for you to fuck with them back, you can't do that. And that's going to make you angry. And that's going to do things to you. But I don't have the space or the time necessarily right now to articulate that second part of it. I just have to condition you for the first part of it. Mm-hmm. Right? And then... As you get later into the game, as as he's learned that part of the conditioning, then you can go back, right? And you can and 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 part of it is your own self discovery, right? Part of it is understanding why instinctively this is the part that I taught my son first, and why you did that, and then understanding the like. That was the how, but this is the why, right? This is the the foundation of why that is what it is, and explaining all of that stuff so that so that your son can understand you, and you can understand your son, and the two of you together can understand the world. And, and there's that. So so yes, it is toxic masculinity, but but it's necessary. Right. I was going to say, because there's that sense of urgency. There's that sense of urgency. Right. And and this is where I, I argue even more that this is a Black game, because there is that sense of urgency that happens in the moment because so much is going on with other gods and all of this other stuff right. in, yeah. in 2018. I mean, yeah. but there is that sense of urgency when you're talking about dealing with those those kind of reactionary moments and getting people to understand, getting young black men to understand the not fair element in the moments where right. where where they're being murdered in the streets, right? So right. It, it is that that those those two senses of urgency definitely kind of line up. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you have two, and you were talking about the size of your the size of your sons, right? Right. right. Thinking right. about like young men that large, right? People right. already want to say that that a that a 12 year old, that a 12 year old little small child Boy. playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. I mean, and you you know how you know 12 year old boys are not very big generally. <laughs> Well, like right. like AJ and Walking Dead, why does he look like a grown man? He's only six. Like his right. characterization. Exactly. Well, black children are black artists. children. Black children, I would argue more so probably. Well, in certain cir- circumstances, sexualized versus violent ways yes. Yes. are are not allowed to be children. They do right? not have a childhood. You right. you so cannot skip right. that. Yes. Yeah, you can't. Right. Um, and but so when you're thinking about that, and, and thinking about say large black children, right? versus powerful black children in God of War that that urgency gets escalated right because mm-hmm. because reactions to you and your reactions to things are going to be amplified right mm-hmm. um 
Yeah. So it's 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 interesting because when we when Trey and I first started having this conversation a couple of months ago, and she was like, God of War is a black game, Sam. I was like, Trey. I was quoting you, Cicero. I was like, Cicero says God of War is a black game. I, I was played like, it yet. I am playing it. I was like, what you smoking, Trey? What you smoking? I played that game. And then uh and and then um it was at about a month or so ago, it was over break. I was like, I'm gonna play Ragnarok. Cause I went and I, I bought myself a, I bought myself a second PS5 for Christmas to put it in the game room. Cause my other one is in the office. Mm-hmm. And, and anytime I have to take apart everything in here to take it out in the game room to play, I was like, no, I'm just, I'm not, it's never going to happen if I don't buy another one. So I was like, but before I play Ragnarok, I'm going to go back and watch a complete playthrough commentary free playthrough of 2018 to refresh my memory. Yeah. And I sat there and I watched, I don't know, God knows how many hours it is over break. And after I finished, I texted Trey and I was like, damn, Trey. <laughs> I, was, I was like, I don't know how I missed this the first time. I don't know how I missed this the first time, but this is definitely a black game. Yeah, that's a great example that, you know, it's all of these things. It's a cultural context. Uh, I think the voice acting, I think if the actor wasn't for kratos wasn't black it might it, it might still right. allegorically be about otherness but but that also kind of helps i mean it, it you see it yeah. and, and read it and perceive it in that way um all right cicero so you got a uphill battle with this right. Red Dead redemption right so now so now again like i said i'm not saying that the game is black mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. i'm not saying that at all um but what i am going to say is that there are portions of that game that do a great job of representation of blackness. Um, there are two black members of the gang mm-hmm. in 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 that game, and then there are so well there's there are two yeah so there are two two black members of the gang. One came from a reservation, mm-hmm. and then the other one was was an escaped slave. Mm-hmm. Um, and and in the game, there is a side mission pretty early on in the game. There's a side mission where one of the black members has been accosted in uh, in you know not only uh, in one of the towns. He, you know, he went to go and do something, and they you know they they didn't necessarily run afoul of, of some people, but but uh, some people didn't like the cut of his gym. I don't, you know, I wonder why. But but during the course of the game and during the course of the, the, the conversations, one of the, one of the things that I think is, is brilliant about those games from a critical standpoint is um, these soft conversations that you wind up having as you're riding along, mm-hmm. um, depending on who happens to be in your posse as you're, you're moving along. And if, if you've got one or two of those, uh, the black, uh, protagonist or the black uh, NPCs in your in your posse, they have conversations about where they came from and who they are, and and you know and and they do a a fair job of making uh, time period time period relevant backstories for for these characters, um, and, and you know and like. So that's that's one of not necessarily my criteria for a black black game, but a game that allows right because to me the goal is to get us to a point not not necessarily where we're searching out for black games, but where we're 
where uh, where we can have games with black protagonists and it not be a big deal, right? Like where we can get to the point where we've got black quarterbacks, right? Like you know, like you know, when when you can when you can finally get uh, a black quarterback that you hate. Then, then you know, then we don't have a black quarterback problem, right? So if I can finally get a black protagonist in a video game that I hate, then then I know that we don't, you know, and I can openly hate it. Then I know that we we you know we've reached a certain point, and I and in order for us to get there, we need these types of games, or we need these types of stories in these types of games where someone that that doesn't know my history or isn't personally impacted by by our shared you know our shared history and our shared tragedy can look at those things and and develop a level of empathy for our shared tragedies and our shared histories as a result of these things that's that's something that i i look for or i'm uh, i'm very pleased when i find in games and in in uh, red dead redemption 2 there are at least two missions. There are two missions, but the one mission that I was talking about, you know, the guy gets captured and then he is, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm assuming that he was going to get lynched, but, uh, but the, the main, your, your, your main protagonist has to go in there and, and rescue him. And, uh, you know, it was, it was harrowing because they, you know, uh, you know, they wanted to kill, they wanted to kill that nigger. Right. Like that was that was the thing that they wanted to do. And the fact that they that you were able to go out and and get him and the story that they that they had that surrounded that moment, I thought was really good. Another portion of the game that's that's super cool is the fact that the clan's in the game and you can run up on the clan and burn them. Right. <laughs> like you, you can burn, you know, you can go out and you can burn the clan like these are things. Again, there's there's intentionality to it all. Um, and, and I really respect the fact that they are there, uh, in that game. And, uh, you know, it didn't have to be there, but, but it is there. Right. And, and it didn't have to be there, but, but like in order for it to be, uh, a, a good historical representation of the time period, it should have been there. And, and the fact that it is, 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 I, I think is, is definitely worthy of praise and that they treated it with, um, a level of respect that gave it some weight, right? Gave it some gravitas, I think, is also worthy of praise. Hmm. See, mm -hmm. since where you go, maybe one, I, I have not played Red Dead Redemption 2. I have heard things about Red Dead Redemption 2 that people were like, maybe you should check it out. And I'm like, mm, maybe I shouldn't. Oh. But <laughs> I don't know. You're making, me, you're making me think I might want to. And um, no trade before you ask. I am not gonna play it on PS5, so you can watch. Sam, it's uh, worse than driving a car. You gotta ride a horse. You gotta ride a horse. You gotta be able to. You gotta be able to control your horse. Sam doesn't like driving games, so I mean, I don't. This is, I'm, I'm bad at driving. Right, okay. This is a I'm driving at, game with a horse. Okay. You you are always riding right. that horse. You but you know what? I can I can probably yeah. adjust the difficulty level so that I don't crash into everything on a horse. Unlike I unlike in Forza. Yeah, and you'll I'm fall just off saying. the horse and be injured. Yeah. Your horse will get injured and all that. Uh, Cicero, right. I definitely, I've, I think I vaguely remember that. I mean, it is a minor moment in a pretty long game. But what I do right. remember in Red Dead is a side mission where you're like, through, you're, you're like, I don't know, you know, it's open world. So you just get lost and stuff just happens. And it's great. It's great when right. there's 
computer generated events that you sort of stumble upon. And there's one mission, there's a side mission where I think you find a black man in the in the woods or in the swamp, and he's like begging you to come back to this cabin. And you you go there, and it's this horrific scene of I don't want to get the the plot points completely wrong, but I think it's of like right. two white men, and they have your they have this black woman captive, and, and I mean there's a very strong suggestion that you know there's going to be some sexual violence, or there has already been, or something, and it's just one of those moments that you stumble into. And again, if right. I'm playing this, I, I have pure rage of like, what, mm-hmm. what, what can I do to, you know, sort of free them and, you know, shoot up the scene. I remember taking video. It was, I played this a while ago. So I remember doing a recording of it because I was so shook and I was like, I got to record this. I may never see this again <laughs> um, of what was happening and of the, and that the cabin was like all, t- you know, torn up and bloody. And it's just like, a really difficult um, scene to stumble upon. Mm-hmm. And so I do remember that landing in a certain way. I don't remember the clan being there. The thing is, is about these kinds of, what I would ask for a game is if you're going to um, develop, you know, kind of add some historical depth to your representations as far as blackness is concerned, great. But in that particular context, what I don't want is I don't want to be able to be the kind of person who plays this game and then appropriates it in a white supremacist way and says like, oh yeah, well, I I also stumbled upon that and I let them, you know, do X, Y, and Z and and exploit the situation or roll up on the, you know, the clan and and take snapshots with them or whatever. I, I would like for the game to have no equivocation um, in terms of tone and how that has to be played. I want you, the, the, these are open world choice, you know, free free will choice, you know, based games where you right. can do whatever you want. I think that you have to narrow choice and you have to narrow things down when it comes to moments like that, just so that you can't exploit it. So I do remember also the Red Dead series kind of being notorious for being able to like hog tie this woman, hog tie the feminists, right? The, the women's movement, right. you know, kind of taking off. And right. there's some missions that are adjacent to that and stuff. And then, you know, you 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 will get folks who will exploit that, you know, in in the wrong way. And so I like it right. when you you can't do that, right? You you absolutely can't. You know, just like you have NPCs that you can't kill, for example, like you, mm-hmm. because right. they're, right. they're they're radiant quests or something. Like that, you need them in the in in the game. And so, if those types of representations happen, and I think that it does add a lot to to the experience, to the story, everything, you know, to it. I want you to be bold enough to lock it down as a developer and say, look, you're not going to exacerbate this situation. You're not going to go blow up, you know, uh, whatever, the, the protests of the KKK. You're not doing that. And I'm not going right. to give you that opportunity. And that will frustrate all the people that want choice and free will and stuff. Uh, but I think that's right. a good thing. I think that's the kind, that is another Black game. That reminds me of NBA 2K16, Spike Lee living the dream, which I right. also wrote about. Free- 
we can invite her. I, I love, even though that story was so lame in so many ways, right. the fact that you had invited. to have a biological relationship to the Black family, no matter what your avatar looked like, Quickly, no matter yeah. who you can, right. you had to have a Black sister. And she was biologically right. Black, your sister. You weren't adopted. Right. And that, that I don't know how who who, who proved that. Spike Lee's story <laughs> was a Black family drama, and there was no changing yeah. that. And I liked right. when you take Normal. that kind right. of uh, creative, artistic, and critical control and say, no, you're going to have to experience this in this way. So mm -hmm. if you're going to have that kind of historical, historically accurate representation, lock it down for me. Come on, just lock it down. And uh, you talked about so, hog and the feminist, and, and and that. Let me say, that, people did it. I mean, people. I know. I know. I know. You don't have to do it, but people would do that. People would do it. But I want to even add something that. else to that, though. Trey is is have like fail states not be so um, potentially problematic. Because the reason I stopped playing Red Dead Redemption the first game is because there mm -hmm. was like I wandered into town. And um, uh, one of the uh, one of the prostitutes at the brothel was being harassed by a patron. Mm -hmm. um, and they were like, and, and again, because like you said, I, I have a problem like driving cars and riding horses. It took me a while to get where I needed to get to find where I need to find. And by the time I got there, she was laying in the street and being beaten by the patron. Mm -hmm. And. He, as I walked up and before he, I think, I think he killed her in that moment, but the last wow. utterance from his mouth before I shut the game off was shut up, bitch, before I cut you a new hole. And I was like, nope, <laughs> I'm out. Yeah. Sometimes those things are there. They're left unchecked. Now, you know, mm -hmm. we would have said if that happened in Mafia 3, we're blowing everybody away. We're exactly. taking the whole street yeah, out. Right. Killing you know? everybody. Yeah. Because, yeah. because right. you know, that's what it elicits, it, it elicits in you. Mm -hmm. And you're responding in that way. And so, you know, I don't know. That's a that's a that's just a difficult thing. Like if you're gonna have that in your oh. game, have it in your game. Um, it's supposed to represent, you know, the misogyny and the violence of the of the culture. But there are ways in which you get lost in that and you're starting to glorify it. And there's a fine line between this is rock stars, you know, the 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 the, the constant conversation around like rock star games. And so what where is the line of of a kind of you know representation and a kind of spectacle and a glorification of the thing? Like where do we reside in all of that? And I think that you can make some moves some of the time to to shut that down so that it can't be used as um this sort of gratifying spectacle that just sort of supports this 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 violence at large against mostly people of color black people and right. women and other marginalized subjectivities like I, I just want you to figure out how to protect that a little uh when you're when you're doing this mm -hmm. so uh, here's here's where I will disagree with you Trey Mm -hmm. I don't believe that they should limit, uh, yeah, limit the choice there. I think that I think that it says it says something when you give someone this scenario, right? Where you you've been, you've embodied this character for a while, so you have you're essentially it is a role play version of this character and yourself, this amalgamation 
of those two, uh, you know, those two ideologies. Uh, so, and you come across this particular scenario, if you decide to walk away, you know, do you, you know, what kind of conversation are you having with yourself afterwards, right? Are you saying, that's what I think the character would do, or that's the choice that I wanted to make. And if you're, if that's the choice that you're making, why are you making that choice? Mm-hmm. Right? So like, I, I want you to have, I want you to be able to have that conversation. And, and, and many of the people that would decide not to save that black person aren't going to have that conversation, but some people will, right? Like my goal isn't to, uh, the goal shouldn't always be to, to force the hearts and minds, right? It's to hope to change the hearts and minds. And you're not going to, you know, you're not going to hope and change all of them. My favorite comedian of all time uh, was a guy named Patrice O'Neill. And Patrice would say, I don't want everybody to love my show. In fact, I want some people to hate it. I want some people to walk out, right? Mm-hmm. Because I'm not pushing the envelope. I'm not getting to the to the razor's edge of of where comedy should be and the controversy should be and these truths should be if everybody's agreeing with me, right? Somebody's got to be on the other side so I know where that side is. And and so you know when it comes to that kind of stuff, like yeah, not everybody's going to sit back and really um, have have. you know, an introspective moment about why they made the choices that they made in that particular moment, but some people might, and, and it's those people that you, that you need to go, need to go after. I think about the opposite in a game like Watch Dogs, right? Watch Dogs is a game that you and I, you know, you and I, you came on, on Spawn on me and, and was one of the first games that we ever discussed. And, and you know, talking about uh, my adopted hometown of Chicago, you're, you know, a place you spent very, very great formative years. Um, yes. And, and it being represented in this game by Ubisoft. And, and uh, like, here we are with, with your random Ubisoft, Ubisoft man, right? Like the, the, the protagonist Generic who's dude, just yeah. like every other, right, you know, 30-something white dude. Um, and he could be a jack of all trades and he could stun people and do all sorts of things and, you know, change your ATM code and, and, you know, bury your drawers in the, in the backyard. You can't find them either, right? He could do all sorts of things to all sorts of people. He could stun them. He could do all this stuff and he could, you know, completely go through the game and be a pacifist, you know, not necessarily a pacifist, but be non-lethal, right? You know, everybody could walk away from, from all his interactions until the mission where he has to deal with the black people. And he goes into the, the, the game's version of Cabrini Green, the project. Mm-hmm. And, and in that moment, he, you know, he's got, you know, the, they're all drug dealers one. Um, and then he goes into the projects. Everybody's got, everybody's armed and they do, you know, doing all this stuff, except for the, the kids that are the, the, the uh, hip hop, uh, freestyling gang that's on the corner doing the doo-wop thing with the, with the boombox. Um, but, you know, you get into this mission and this is the mission where you have to murder everyone, right? Mm-hmm. You don't have a choice. You had choice the entire game on how you decided to incapacitate your your foes. The entire game. But as soon as you get into this moment, you drop down through this hole and, and you've got the, you got the element of surprise on the person that you drop in on. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. But the only weapon that you have at your disposal is a pistol. You've got to kill everyone, right? So, and, 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 you know, that was the moment when that game really, like it was starting to jump the shark. You know, it was hitting the ramp already, but, but it left over the shark and, and yeah. you, know, went, you know, jumped over the problematic pool um, and landed into, into Race's Ocean um, like at, at that point, right? And, 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 you know, again, so that, I mean, that's them removing that choice. And, you know, so my only, my only choice at that moment was to murder. Yeah, because right? and, that was... That, the only that was, people I had to murder was me. Right, right. Okay. I, I, I'm saying I think you got to follow the ideological consequences of locking down or having the choice being open and follow it to its end. If, they, if I'm going to take away your choice in that scenario, then what what are the ideological consequences what am i saying about you know this community and that being your only way to 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 to, to meet your goal um so i what? i i ultimately they're, they're going to say it's authentic <laughs> it's authentic that you have to go in and kill yeah. the black people but you can yeah. solve it through your techiness yeah. through your through your manipulation and your hacking of things most other times you're able to be right. uh just hacker dude but right. now you got to be like murder murderer right. you know so right. it just that right. that ideologically is 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 problematic and i think that takes us to uh you know the wrong types of conclusions. I do think they're wrong and right conclusions. And I'm okay with saying lock it down in a way that feels ideologically progressive, at least. But the thing I say about art in general, about games, and, and I would say probably art too, is that I don't believe that you can create empathy through these things. I don't I don't think that representations create empathy. I think that the people who want to recognize the humanity of whoever is being, you know, represented here, the people who can and want to already do and um the in in their sort of lived and shared experiences i don't know that a a work of art is going to do that uh create the kind of empathy especially when it comes to racial representation i think we see time and time again even in the 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 landscape of the cell phone recorded murders constant murders of black people we will have those for whom it will never be convincing they will never see what i see which is murder right they will Mm -hmm. never be able to see murder because they don't see the humanity of of the of the black person on the ground and they will that will not change if they have a moment, a thoughtful moment in a game that gives them a choice, that that's already that choice has already been made. And so what I think you do that can be productive is you subvert that sense of agency from from that person who will say, I see you want me to make a choice here about what to do, either hog tie the, you know, the feminists or not. And I'm going to think about it. I think that no, you you lock that down and frustrate uh, the person who has this illusion of control and wants to use this game, um, this this technological enterprise, you know, as a as a way of just doubling down and reinforcing the the the, the things that they already believe. So, I, I, the, but that but I'm in the minority there because there are people who will say, "What about Uncle Tom's Cabin? What about things that actually, right. you know, works of art right. that actually were catalysts for something?" And I think right. that again, 
what I often think those things do is galvanize people who already believe, galvanize people mm -hmm. who already see and light a fire in that way. But I do not think they convert people who were, who were intentionally resistant uh, to that project. I would, I would argue that I would, so I would, I, I, I wouldn't, I won't completely disagree with you. But what I will argue is, is that while it it may not it may not convert people again it's it's not about necessarily converting people mm -hmm. but it's i think art has the ability to allow someone to envision something that they didn't necessarily think about prior to seeing it mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. and 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 so if you are open to the idea right so i i, I think uh, uh, 24, right? It was, uh, what's his name? Dennis Haysbert. He, he played President Palmer in the first season of 24. Yeah. And personally, I believe that had President Palmer not existed, we wouldn't have gotten Barack Obama as President of the United States because America got to see, you know, the, the first couple of seasons of 24 were wildly successful. Um, you know, got to see Keeper Sutherland be be <laughs> the American, you know, James James Bond in the post nine eleven world, and we got to see a black man as president, whom everyone rallied behind, and and was someone who was wildly popular. Um, that his that the fact that he was that he was black did not. his ability to govern um, for for those people that would would be worried about that and I think for the people that were watching they were able to see the they were able to see a president who happened to be black and not a black president and I think that Barack Obama um, was a candidate who happened to be black um, and not necessarily a black candidate in many of the same ways that Dennis, that, that President Palmer was a president that happened to be black and not a black president. And I think those same people that watched 24 saw Barack Obama and said, hey, you know what? Like, for whatever reason, they had already become conditioned with the idea that maybe this isn't impossible, right? Like, it is possible for a guy to be a black, you know, a black candidate and not, or a candidate who happens to be black and not the black candidate. Um, so, so I, I, I definitely look at art and 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 see it as a way for for things to get to get better. Star Trek, right? Ohura and 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 Captain Kirk kiss. On screen, it's the first interracial kiss yeah, yeah. in television history. And oh, then no, William Shatner turned out to be an asshole. There are meaningful well, and symbolic well, I mean, moments. William Shatner is an asshole, but right? Yeah. Those are meaningful and symbolic moments in art, but that yeah. kiss does not convince the racist that it's that it's kind of cool now that it's okay. But, it doesn't but, even but work you know what? But you're not. But you're not. Often, but you're not going to. You're not going to convince. You're, you're, you're not going to convince the racist. That's what I you're said. not going to convince the racist, but, but, what you, but, what you, but, but who but who you may convince is the racist nephew who's like, oh, you know what? 
I love I love my uncle. And he says some wild shit sometimes. Yeah. Right. And you know, and, you know, like I've never really hung out with any black people, mm-hmm. but I don't think. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, like I don't think that everything that he's saying is. Oh, I like Captain Kirk. And, you know, Captain Kirk just kissed uh, kissed Uhura. You know, I kind of thought Uhura was kind of hot. Maybe I'll go out and kiss, you know, a black woman, right? Like, like those are the things that <laughs> that they can they can inspire. You make right? convince the other. You know, not that I'm advocating. Yeah. Right. Right. But but yeah. But it's but but you know you you're never going to you're never going to like there's there's no three spirits of racist past well, that are going to go into a racist, you know, like and yeah. they're going to Ebenezer screws their way into changing their lives. It's not going to happen. Right? Well, let, like, let, I, I'm not worried about those guys. Then, then, then let's grant that there might be a chance to to persuade or influence the um, the undecided, we'll say. If you're never, you, you right, have the right. sort of people who are going to be empathetic to that anyway, because they already are, and they recognize the humanity right. of Black people. And then you have on the other right. end, the racists who are never, ever going to give that up. They're never going to yield. And so there's right. that. And then you have maybe some sector of people who who who, who could be undecided, which whatever way they're going to go. Right. Uh, but to bring it back to games, then I argue that you 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 don't want to leave that open to choice. You don't want to leave whether that kiss happens or not. If we're programming this into a game experience and you're like, hey, you know, that kiss could happen or it couldn't happen. What do you think? I don't, I think you make the decision as a designer, as a developer and say that kiss is happening. You, you cannot Okay. this kiss you cannot blow up this couple you cannot do right. weird sadistic shit to them no right i'm putting that that haze that protective bubble around them because i'm making that argument for you to see and that's just right. what i'm saying about these these kinds of representations is that i need more of that uh, agency you, you need that bioshock infinite moment agency. yeah <laughs> but uh okay guys i mean we we i feel like there's so much more to say we even talked about swim oh yeah wait 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 time 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 you gotta you gotta give me one you gotta give me one because i didn't get sneaking in we talked about it i gotta disqualify one okay what you disqualifying i'm disqualifying for spoken Oh yeah, you were gonna see. I knew yes, you were gonna there you go. Forspoken. There you go. <laughs> Why are you just, disqualifying Forspoken? So I am I disqualifying Forspoken because there's so many things at play that would make it a black game. You have a black protagonist and a black yeah. voice actress. Right. She has a but when you up. have no black people in the room, and when someone asks your uh, your designer, how you made this character, this black character, black, quote unquote, black, culturally black, in that moment when you had no black people in the room, and he said, "Well, we started out by giving her a hip hoppy kind of walk." Yeah. <laughs> Tom Keegan said we gave her a hip hoppy kind of walk. Hip hop. Oh that yes. Hip hop. Automatically disqualifies. I mean, and aside from the fact that they they put her they put her criminal record exactly that they put her criminal record in the codex 
in that the oh, one yeah, of the first objects you get of her in in the fantasy space is in box chains surrounded by white people like a slave that is the lee everett effect you got her criminal record on the codex just update you on okay here's 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 how we know this black person criminal <laughs> exactly criminal yeah, criminal record. Right. she got a hip-hop you can't walk she a thug and she, a right. she can pop lock you know mm-hmm. um i I would say that all that all stands to to reason and that all makes sense as a you know if you want to exclude <laughs> forespoken is it forespoken forsaken you want to exclude yeah, forespoken forespoken yeah, forespoken from, from from the black uh from the realm of blackness <laughs> that's fine ejected um, but I would also always like to play these games and experience the objectionable you know content it's myself absolutely you know, because is there going to be a kid out there that plays this and is the next time she she sees this, you know, the box art for that game and it's like, mom, you know, can I get this game and plays it and, you know, maybe doesn't have all of this backstory, doesn't know about the hip hop walk and no black creatives and anything and plays this game and attaches to this character. I mean, again, that's possible. I would love to play it to know, to come back with even more ammunition for you, Sam. That's what I'm saying, is that, you know, we don't know the cultural life of these objects, but I would love to play it to give to give more, because I'm sure there are going to be cracks throughout. If that's oh, yeah. how it starts, then the experience... It has not gotten good reviews from what I understand. No. It hasn't been doing well. No. So those cracks are going to be evident. And what we're talking about is a sense of authenticity, right? That 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 whatever there's no monolithic black experience, but there are ways in which uh, an image seems to ring true and to see carry some sort of truth to it in whatever you know direction. And and this is probably not it. That's, I mean, so that's <laughs> that's when you have to do your carbon offset, though, Trey. If you yeah, and you got to buy it on sale. Or, or buy a second or, or buy it used so that the, the so so that uh square enix ain't getting no money you gotta do something i'm gonna <laughs> put it into my hogwarts le- legacy fund that's the line that's the line if you buy for spoken you've got to you've got to buy uh double the amount of copies of treachery and detention there you go. Because I buy games that, with, that, that I support on all the platforms. You know, by now you got still you got go. PlayStation 4 hanging around, you got five, you got Xbox, you got Steam, you know, Switch. I buy I got like five versions of Treachery. <laughs> so yeah, there you go. There, so that's that's what I would do. Um yeah, so that's that's actually a game um, you know, where where blackness not only not only is blackness self-evident in it. Um, but also uh, be, being uh, a New Yorker is, is self-evident in it, mm-hmm. um, and that's that's uh, treachery beatdown city. Um, uh, what a what a great game from from a great creator, and uh, you know a good friend. So uh, yeah, if you guys haven't played that, definitely definitely um, go yeah go yeah go to uh, your favorite gaming console. Mm-hmm. And uh, put some money down for Treachery and Beat Down City, because uh, that's a game that I oh, I just played recently. Because I I don't play a lot of fighters anymore because my hands are so bad. 
But so yeah. I was in my mind, I was thinking, I'm like, this is a fighter. I'm not going to be able to play this. And, and Trey and I were talking no. about it. We've been talking about it. And Trey was like, you got to play it. So I, I, so I was like, fine, I'll just play it in short. And then I was like, this is not even what I thought it was in terms of the right. mechanics of the game. But yes, right, in terms of thinking about it in terms of Blackness and Black experience. And yes, there is no Black monolith, but there is that underlying... Um, there is that underlying kind of cultural connection that you could feel kind of through a lot of different things, not only not only in terms of like how other people receive you, right? But also like in terms of thinking about things like uh, the criminal justice system, in terms of thinking about right. like all kinds of things that are so kind of nuanced um, and in those very short social interactions that you have between uh, between fights, I think is is, is what makes that like a game that you definitely don't want to miss. Yeah, and I Absolutely. would throw out there, Aerial Knights Never Yield. I really enjoyed that game as a runner. Oh yeah, um, with it's set in the futuristic Detroit. With uh, I was gonna say, as a Axel Detroiter, Foley. I also say you have to play that game. Yeah, throw throwbacks <laughs> to Axel Foley and Beverly Hills Cop, and um, that game right. is a lot of fun too. I just yep. want to leave the, you, uh, Cicero and Sam, and the audience with these final thoughts about the nutritional benefits of red cabbage. Oh my God, no. <laughs> <laughs> Boost the immune system. Please. Oh my Spice God, inflammation. Okay. Improves Please. bone strength. I mean, she, red cabbage she Googled is it. The super row, she googled it it's a superfood of course mm -hmm. i googled it this is why i put it in everything it is the key to longevity you need to get, everybody needs to eat some red cabbage preferably raw so my mistake is i've been cooking it and everything i need to eat it raw what was i, I eat lots of raw red cabbage who, actually. Put, who put the cabbage in the potato salad <laughs> it's gonna be trey it's gonna be trey with the potato salad and that's like, like potato salad. Salad. cheese kind of purple Exactly. Don't get me started on beets. Don't get me started on beets. You know. Oh my gosh. Superfoods. Uh. <laughs> on that note. On that note. Right. Trey <laughs> messed up everything. Trey messed up everything with that red cabbage. I'm just kidding, Trey. But no more red cabbage. Um, I thank y'all for an amazing conversation. And please, y'all, um, come back and talk about black games. Or any kind of games, because uh, except for Hogwarts yeah. Legacy. Uh, anytime, anytime, <laughs> anytime. I appreciate y'all, and I and I appreciate the conversations that um, that were sparked. The conversations that were sparked. So with that, that's going to bring us to the end of episode 240. And once again, thank you mm -hmm. so much to Trey Russworm and Cicero yeah. Holmes. Um, and uh, until next time, until we hit episode 241, y'all stay safe. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. 
Sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And as always, game on. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 